2: morning everyone my name is layla and you're listening to another a day of prayers morning bible study we're glad you could join us this morning but before we discuss the word why don't we take a moment to open up in prayer lord we just thank you for today and for your goodness lord your expounding wisdom lord the, the things that you see that we don't lord just the infinite the attributes of you, God, and that we get to be a part of your plan, Lord, that we are chosen to walk with you, Lord, and to further your word and spread your kingdom, Lord. And we just ask that you'll continue to send the Holy Spirit to minister to us, Lord, and to guide us into all truth, Lord, and to show us things to come. And we thank you for our listeners and our partners, Lord, and those that are Going through their days, Lord, and that are serving you, God, and that you're blessing them and you're keeping them, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. In amen. Jesus'
0: name, Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. Welcome, everybody. We are still in Romans eight. However, we are officially moving to the next set of scriptures.
1: Yay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: appreciate
1: I like the all the scriptures. Amen yeah, to right.
0: that. All the scriptures. So can I get a volunteer to read verses thirty four? through 39 please i will all right la charles
3: who was he who condemns it is christ who died and furthermore furthermore is also risen who's even at the right hand of god who makes intercession for us who shall separate us from the love of christ shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter yet in all these things. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord.
0: Amen. So, Let's return to our our normal custom and open the floor up to each of you to share with the holy spirit speaking and ministering to each of you and to ask any questions that you have all right
3: yes yeah. who'd like to begin i guess i will process you wanted to go but well, you can go okay the first thing i noticed when we were reading this section of scripture was both Paul's getting at that the love of Christ is never ending, meaning that no matter no matter what happens, he will continue to love us. But Paul is also saying that we have to continue to reciprocate and show that love to Christ, because if we allow it to get in, in between us and Christ, the Lord's love may be everlasting, but if we're not following him, it won't seem like that. So. Oh, so let's say there's a wall. I may be looking at Layla, and Layla may want to look at me, but if there's a wall separating us because I decided to build a wall there, low Layla may still want to look at me, she can't because there's now a wall. The same is true here. Paul is saying that both sides must reciprocate the love in order for this to actually be working the love of christ is always going to be there but whether we receive it and experience it is up to us and how we act and move in our lives if we're constantly trying to build a wall and harden our hearts we can't expect to feel that love because we're trying to border ourselves in and so paul is saying that there's both the love of Christ which is never ending but there's also our part in receiving and expressing our love towards Christ as well. It's a two-sided relationship. It's not just the Lord pours into us and we just skip out and oh Lord I need you today but then I don't need you tomorrow. So that's it. So Paul's saying that it has to be constant constant and working in both ways.
0: Mm. So reciprocated. Yes? Yes. So in other words, it's about relationship. Yes. And if we look throughout scripture, isn't that exactly what Christ has desired from ever all of his creation? I'll say I'll say it in that way. All of his creation. From the beginning all the way to the end. Yes. You see it especially with the children of Israel in the wilderness, right? yes the lord desired a relationship personal deep and intimate with every one of them but the people separated themselves and chose to send moses to go receive the word to hear from the lord receive it and then bring it back to them and and i love the example you brought up and and how you brought it up because first you said so you know the relationship with you and your sister right yes being siblings and then you said well so let's say there's a wall Well, the wall didn't just appear there. No. And then eventually you got to the point that you built the wall, right? And this is just an example, of course, right? But just so we can understand, things that separate us from the Lord didn't just appear. If there's anything that separates us from the Lord, we did the action. We put in the effort. We built the wall as you stated, right? Yes. In order to create separation. So we have to acknowledge that too, and it goes back to what we had discussed in a previous podcast about judging ourselves rightly. Yes? Yes. Look at Judge ourselves, judge the situation rightly. What is our role or our responsibility in the situation? Yes? yes? Yes. Not just looking at the other side, because if, as you pointed out, if it's one way, someone's always pouring his, and the Lord's always pouring his love into you, but it's never reciprocated, is that really a relationship? no how do you know
3: because a relationship works both ways it'd be like a leech a leech provides mm. nothing to someone it sucks everything out of the person
0: that's a good example sir provides nothing in return right now yes yes with the lord of course there is really nothing that we can provide he has all things and created all things for his plan and purpose yes yes and he still desires us as his people to be his people, and to for us to acknowledge him in his rightful place as our God. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, great point, sir. Well, let's just understand it in full.
4: I was just going to say, you know, it's it's um, the biggest. Um, well, the, the the wall is sin. Absolutely. And the, the thing that builds the wall the fastest is unforgiveness.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, and the unforgiveness part is, yes, towards other people, but also we can have unforgiveness towards ourselves and our own actions.
4: Well, not even receiving the forgiveness that we have. That exactly. That will remove the wall that's between us and God. Hmm. Because we get to remove that wall anytime we want if we just admit that we sinned and know that his grace covers that. And we move back in to right fellowship with him.
0: Amen. And he made that way for us to be able to do that, which is incredible. Giving us what we needed before we even knew we had need of it.
1: Amen. And speaking of walls, just really quickly, sometimes we can, even like people that are, you're, you're thinking I'm believing God, I'm doing everything he asked me to do, but things still aren't working out. And sometimes we can be, I'm angry with God and unforgiving towards him, even as believers. And because we're disappointed or, um, we become disheartened that can create a sense of unforgiveness in our heart, our hearts towards God. And we start to build that wall. I mean, God has had to go Kamisha more than once to me and go, Hey, I know you don't mean to do this, but this is what you're doing. If you're upset about the way I'm leaving you, it doesn't look like everyone else's life or you thought it would be done by now or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. And even making sure we're not leaving our heart because we're disappointed in our faith, our our faithful walk towards God. And it doesn't look the way we want it to. Not letting that become a wall between us and the Lord either.
4: So um, my mother is 92, as (laughs) you all know, but the listeners may not know. And my mother has uh, uh, gotten an affinity for caramel all of a sudden. She's been getting these little itty-bitty Heath bars, the little bite-sized Heath bars. And um, so I thought she might enjoy a piece of sea salt caramel. So I said, here, Mom, try this little piece of sea salt caramel. And um, she took a bite of it. And the first thing she says, well, it stuck to my dentures. I'm like, well, doesn't the other candy stick to your dentures as well? And she wouldn't answer me. And immediately I thought, how often does God give me something sweet and delectable? And I go, it's stuck to my dentures. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: yes. You know, all the wonderful gifts that he gives us, and we don't even bother to acknowledge and thank him for him. We come, I mean, it's a wonderful piece of candy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It was high-end candy too, but I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, really, really, really nice thing. And we look mm-hmm. at the worst part of the best thing that he just gave us instead mm-hmm. of enjoying the best thing he gave us. That's right. How would you feel? How, how, you know, and yet God puts all that aside and, all we have to do is move back into the right relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Amen.
1: Mm-hmm. See what, when we come from the place of going, God only does good things. And so, whatever you do for me, God, it's good. Regardless of how my mind perceives it, regardless of the um, suffering that seems to come with it, you know, stuck to my dentures, that, that appears to be suffering, regardless of, you know, the inconveniences, it seems like, Lord, you know, they're kind of stepping on my back to get over the fence. Who's going to lift me over? Or any of that kind of stuff that comes into our minds as humans realizing and coming from that place that God, you are good and you only do good things. So my mind must not be perceiving it correctly. My mind must be missing something. So let me come on back and start from that place of God, you're good. You only do good things. So if you looked at this and said, it's good for me to be here at this time, et cetera, et cetera, then I declare it's good. When you see the biggest miracles throughout the word of God, especially when we're talking about the children of Israel, when they got together and they said, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Praise ye the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And they declare the goodness of God. That's when the shaking happens. That's when the enemies are overturned and overrun. That's, When the deliverance happens for them in a way that they couldn't even fathom, and it's because they're going, they're agreeing with what God already said about Himself that He's good and His mercy endures forever. So, coming into alignment with that is so so vital in our life relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, it's so vital for our sustainment in our walk with Him. So that way, we can look and go, That's right, God, Mm -mm, I'm gonna lick this. Delicious caramel all the way off my dentures. <laughs> so I'm gonna look at it's good. Thanks, Lord. Um, and to be appreciative and grateful to God, um, I was looking at. We were talking about the scriptures. Um, verse thirty four It says, "Who is he who condemns?" Kind of going back. To, were you talking about that, Layla? Did you bring that up or LeCharles? Okay. Who is he who condemns? It, it is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercessions for us. You know, when I, I read that, I I hear God, you know, Paul is like going, don't you know, my daddy's bigger than your daddy. You know, <laughs> my dad's going to beat your daddy up. You know, we talk, um, some of us talked as kids, you know, when other little kids came to challenge us and we didn't like what was happening. We were quick to go call our father or our mother. My mom was going to get your mama and, you know, have them come in and, and take care of business. But, you know, he's bragging on God here going like, wait a second. This is the unstoppable God who somebody has a problem with you. Somebody's condemning you for who you are in Jesus Christ. Jesus died for you. You belong to him. And furthermore, he not only died, but he's risen with all power in his hands. The the, the keys of hell and of death in his hands. Who are you talking to? Right. (laughs) And now he's at the right hand of, of, of the father, the right hand of God of power and majesty on high. And he's talking on my behalf. He's making intercessions for me. So he's saying, like, get your confidence up. You know, don't sit back here and cower because someone said something to you or the enemy is trying to accuse you. You are the son or daughter of the Most High God. Amen. Think about that. Like, settle into that. Smell it. Taste it. Meditate on it. Mm. You serve the Almighty God that no one can topple. You are under the blood of Jesus Christ. You are a joint heir with him. Who is this that's bothering you? Remember that. And know that your father's on your side. And then it goes deeper in talking about who shall separate us from the love of Christ. Like he loves you so much that not even your sin before you even came to him could stop him from dying for you. Think about that. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, right? Not when we were pretty and nice and thanking him and grateful because, you know, we're just talking about how ungrateful we can be at times. But even in that state, God gave us his all. And, um, it reminded me of John chapter 10 verses 26 through, through 30, where Jesus was talking about his sheep who know his voice. And he says that they're we're in the palm of his hand and no one can snatch us out. And furthermore, no one can snatch us out of God's hand. So we have, we're on the winning side and that doesn't even begin to compare. Satan is a defeated foe. Anybody that cooperates with him is defeated. Likewise. So when we are maintaining our abode in Christ, we are abiding in him and he's abiding in us. There's no one that can separate us. There's no one that can tell God enough to make him to stop, love me, to stop loving me. You can't tell on me enough. I can't do enough. I can't separate. I cannot make him let go of me with his love. And no one else can either. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like today in America, There's the the quote-unquote cancel culture to get you thrown out of, you know, whatever arena. But no one can write a bad enough report. No one can make up enough lies. No one can, you name it. There's nothing anyone can do that, that makes Jesus stop loving me and therefore let me go. Now, I can go away on my own, but that's not him. That would not be him doing that. And verse 35 Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Whatever the situation is, God is bigger. God is enough. Even if we were one of the, I'd say, the blessed people that were destined or predestined to be martyrs for Jesus Christ. That still comes with such a great reward. Mm -hmm. Such a high honor from our Lord and Savior. And even that. Hold fast the course. Let God finish the work in you. Then you get the crown of life. So there's nothing that's beyond his scope. There's nothing that makes him go, oh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. I only had enough power for this. Sorry, my battery only goes as far There's only enough juice for that. He is the end all be all. He is the all in all. And he is the almighty God who we serve and who loves us and protects us. So. It just encourages me to stand up and remember that I'm more than a conqueror. That's verse 37. And to be fully persuaded that there's nothing coming between me and the Lord. That there's two things. That builds my faith in Jesus, but it also, as you guys were talking about, puts me on notice and on watch to make sure there's no walls being built between me and him. Because he loves me so deeply and so sincerely and intently. And I love him just like he loves me. That's my goal, is to love my God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength and love my neighbor as myself as he gave me commandment, to love their brethren as he gave me commandment. Nothing will separate us from the love that God has towards us in Jesus Christ.
0: Amen. Go ahead, Promise. I see you over there, sir.
5: So, but, Wait. So, first when when we talk about first Sorry, verse 37 through verse 39, where it says, Yet yeah in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, or, nor death, sorry, depth, or any other created thing shall be able to separate from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so, the Lord, I know Bobby kind of talked about this already. This is just what the Lord is talking about. Sure. And how the Lord is not Mommy talked about it too, so oh, it's okay. Go ahead, honey. And how the my, Mommy had said that not today, but before then. Mommy had said that the Lord keeps us inside of his hand and the devil can't pry you out of his hand and goes Ha huh, I He he can't pry you out of his hands mm-hmm. and like it's the same lit. Well, I can't necessarily take off my shoes, if I want my shoes on. Well, I can't take my shoes off. It's my own choice, my own choice to take my shoes off. Mm-hmm. And now it's the same with the Lord. The devil can't try to pry out of the Lord's hand. You have to hop out of his hand. Mm-hmm. And how it's the Lord also wanted me to emphasize how much effort it is for. So you you're inside the Lord's hand. You're not. Hanging on to his fingers and going, Lord, don't let me go. It's You're just sitting there. That's right. And how in order for that to happen, he's loving you. In order, for, like Bobby said with the leech, if you're if the leech is just sucking on somebody, there's no love there. hmm And how if the, Lord's loving, if the Lord loves you, you have to, you have to love him back mm-hmm. for him to
1: keep you inside of his hand. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, when you guys were little, I would hold your hands and then I would take my pinky and lock it around your wrist. And because I didn't want you to start sliding your little hands and, and working them out of my hand because you wanted to be independent and get away. <laughs> and when, when you made that reference about us sitting in God's hand, that, that reminded me of when he told us to rest in him that our labor is to enter into his rest, which means come to a place that we cease working in our own efforts for our own vindication, validation, promotion, or success. We, we cease to labor in our own efforts, but we come into a place where we trust him and we believe the word that he's spoken to us and we're able to, like the Apostle John, recline on the Lord's bosom to rest in him and versus someone who's wiggling, trying to get out of God's hand because we don't like what he's doing and or someone that doesn't realize that they are protected and in the palm of God hand, God's hands and in their mind, they're dangling. You know, when you have that dream that you're falling, but yet you're not falling in actuality, you're laying in your bed or whatever it is. But in your mind, you think that's what's happening. So just being in step and in season, perceiving what it is that God is doing and where you are and then enjoying that being able to come to a place of um, satisfaction, if you will, confidence, and quiet on the inside, not complacent, but contentment and being in God's hands is such a valuable, um, it's just so valuable to the life of the believer, especially one who wants to finish their course strong with the Lord, to be able to Walk with God and never walk away from God. Never turn your back and depart from him. Is dependent on how well we perceive and enjoy and engage with God from a position of love. You ever wondered what's the difference between the person that is able to live their entire lifetime for God and the person and, and never turn away and never stray and the person that starts out looks like they're going strong for the Lord, but then all of a sudden they turn away. And they fall away from God and then, you know, they enter the quintessential Job's wife, curse God and die. What's the difference? Yeah, it's a question you have to wonder about. I I know in my personal life, I'm like, God, you know, I thought once I really got saved, I was like, come on, hurry up, rapture. So we can get out of here because I don't want to fall away because I thought it was outside of my choice. I thought sin was so powerful that it was able to pull me away from God, pull me out of His hands, keep me from finishing my course. But it's not. Sin has no power except what you give it. Mm -hmm. Jesus has already caused us to triumph in victory. Uh, That's verse thirty-seven, and all yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved who loved us. What are we conquering over? Sin and death, hell and the grave. We're conquerors over all those things that will try to come between us and separate us from God's love which ultimately brings us back to what we desire and we're longing for and we're hoping for full, full-on full restoration of our position of nothing between us. He's our God and we're his people. But since nothing can pull me away from him, then that stands and only leaves it would have been my it would have to be my choice to walk away it would have to be my choice to no longer see god as good but then now to start reconciling him as bad it would be my choice to entertain things of ungodly nature in an effort to put off who i have become in christ the new creature that the new creation that i am and the new creature to put that off and then now to begin to engage in unrighteousness it would have to be my choice to pursue a lie and believe a lie rather than the truth. Once I come to him with my whole heart and declare that Jesus is Lord, it can only be my choice that separates us. Me from him, him from me.
4: I just, um, <clears throat> kind of another simplistic approach, but the um, I, I believe it's true, and that is um, we have a tendency to see things sometimes as being neutral mm-hmm. but you know our thoughts are in a line with god or they're not that's if they're right. not in the line Amen. with god then they're in line with the with the flesh or the devil or both mm-hmm. and so we just always need to be cautious that's how we slip into the sin mm-hmm. to begin with so that's always got to be the filter that we approach our thoughts with so that we stay in close fellowship with christ mm-hmm.
0: absolutely and he's, the
1: holy oh sorry good <laughs> baby i'm sorry. So he's
0: given us his mind Right, we have the mind of Christ, was what Mm -hmm. Paul says, and as David stated, we're seeking His face so we can know His ways and His thoughts. So, as you just pointed out, we can be in alignment with them. Our His ways and His thoughts are not our ways and our thoughts; they are higher than ours. I can't learn His ways and His thoughts, or get, said another way, get the Lord's perspective unless I commit to spending time with the Lord, being in his presence, that relationship that you brought up, Charles.
1: Being in his word. Exactly. Mm
0: -hmm. And his word, both written for all of us and spoken to me directly, that personal, deep, and intimate relationship. And those are just but a few things. We're going to go into more detail about this on the next episode, because it matters, right? We have to, discuss in greater detail the application of this to our lives. Not just the questions, but how do we apply it? How do we live this out?
1: Oh, we have the Holy Spirit as well.
0: Amen. This is the life in the Spirit chapter. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a lot that's been said. So let's pause there for today and give everyone, the listeners, time to to review the scriptures, to read it, and have the Holy Spirit minister to you. And of course, to reach out if you, if you desire, if you feel led with any questions, comments, how this ministered to you, you know, praise reports, prayer requests, right? Whatever the Lord's put on your heart, we love to connect with you and develop that relationship between us mm-hmm. in Christ, right? This is the body, yes. we're being fitted together. So, we can develop that relationship now, or we can wait till we re enter the heavenly community together. Yes? Yes. All right. Um, now, we much rather begin it now. So, um, you can contact us at a day of prayer at yahoo.com or through our website, a of mm-hmm. All right. We'd love to hear from you. So, please reach out, contact us. And with that, can I get someone to close out in prayer, please?
5: I will. All
0: right, I promise.
5: Well, I just thank you for today. I just thank you for coming into our midst and staying there. Well, I also just thank you for making where the devil can't snatch you out of our hands and making it where we're able to rest in you, rest in you completely. Mm-hmm. Well, I also just thank you for giving us the ability to. Communion, serve your word, and fellowship together. In the name of Jesus, amen.
1: In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Amen. (laughs) We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ.